Well, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, as you've already picked up, I'm Father Christmas of Narnia uh, uh, at this time every year. And uh, just as they're getting that, I'll just explain that part of the reason why we do the Narnia story is because uh, of the power of, that, of symbols in that story that highlight key truths in the gospel. Uh, truths like, uh, like the idea that uh, there in Narnia it was always winter and never Christmas until Aslan came to break the curse on the land. And so uh, that's very appropriate in our world today is to break the curse that makes it a winter across the earth in many people's lives and many families' lives. And uh, then other themes, a key, another key theme in that story, The Lion, the Witch, of the Wardrobe, is how Aslan, the king of Narnia, symbolic of Lion of Judah, uh, comes and dies for the sake of one of the children, Edmund, uh, who, uh, who had actually gotten deceived and, and, and uh, betrayed his brothers and sisters and betrayed Aslan. So there was a restoration at the core of that story. And then the children are released to be kings and queens of Narnia, uh, which is a powerful image for our children to understand that when we get forgiven and redeemed, and, and when uh, the king, Lion of Judah comes into our lives, they become kings and queens on the earth. That's their purpose. So we've been working with the kids, and this year will be a little bit, it'll be fun because never before have I actually recruited them to be elves, but they're going to come in towards the end of the service uh, with elf ears on, uh, and some of them a few costumes or whatever, and uh, they're going to release a blessing to you guys. I've been working with them the last few months teaching them how to bless, uh, the power of blessing. And so they get to be a part of the whole thing. But the elf ears are, I was kind of teasing, I almost wore some this morning, to, to, that one of the symbols of the elf ears is just have big ears to hear God. So, so, uh, so they're, they're not just to be weird like elves, but they they're, have big ears to, to hear God. So anyway, so this morning, um, I'm excited to be able to just share from, from the word here today. And, uh, and uh, I want to just start by just saying that I believe that one of the two most important teachings or beliefs uh, of Christianity that sets it apart from every other religion is the Trinity and the Incarnation. So the Trinity being a God who is not just one individual God like many other religions, uh, that's just some powerful God out there that we have to bow down and serve but instead, all of humanity and all of creation was birthed out of a community, a family of love. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, for all of eternity, burning with joy, passion, delight in one another, uh, uh, deep, deep commitment. And, and so out of the furnace of that creativity, the Lord, before, before time began in eternity, came up with an eternal purpose to create uh, uh, a being, humanity, be, human beings, to be able to be welcomed into that eternal fellowship of, of love, and and so part of the so the plan then was how in the world do I create a creature and then include them in this fellowship, and so the whole gospel story is all about that, and the incarnation is the key entry point where Jesus, the Son of God breaks into humanity and lifts humanity 
to a place where they can join the fellowship uh, of the family for all of eternity. So we get to be with him, not just with him, but a part of that community forever because of what Jesus did. So, the, so Christmas is one of the most amazing... Uh, yeah, there we go. It's, it's the most blessed thing that ever happened in the history of the world. I was reading a little book uh, um, by uh, one of my favorite authors, and, and he ri- writes the whole, uh, the whole uh, Bethlehem story from the perspective of the angels anticipating and getting like, uh, like getting filled with wonder about what is this that God is doing? He's sending His Son into the world, and and then it's it's a, I love the description at the point where millions of angels break in to the to the field where the shepherds are, and like like the like they can't wait to see what's going on, and they can't wait to celebrate. The power of this moment, no other moment in all of history uh, could, could match the fact that God has like opened the door in the window, but, or in the, in the earth, but opened the door in a, um, in a woman's womb and make her the doorway into which the kingdom breaks in. And at the same time, uh, actually already... Uh, uh, makes the first step into raising humanity to understand that we are the birthing place of God in the earth. The glory of God can break through into a human's life. So it's a powerful understanding about that. Um, Just a couple other comments, just even about this picture. Okay, so we have Mary and Joseph and the baby and we have the star. So all of that the, the star go, and the sky there with all the stars in heaven. And if you remember the promise to Abraham that, that he would have descendants as many as the stars in the sky. So when you just look at this picture and you even think about, I just think about here, you guys here in the room. You're the stars in the sky in a dark, in a dark time in, in the universe. So like as we are awakened by the power of the Spirit and the kingdom of glory breaks in through our lives. We become stars and shine in the universe. And, and so this is it. But this was the first one. So you got this big star showing how Jesus broke into the world through, uh, at, at that point through the, the, the yes in Joseph and the yes in Mary. And so we'll talk a little. I want to just talk about that. I believe that's the main theme today uh, for, that I wanted to share about is what maybe you could call the Mary task and the Joseph task. And on top of the Mary task and the Joseph task is the anointing to do that task. And it's, it's brilliant to see and understand that blessing, well, you know, last year, actually a year ago, uh, in the midst of the COVID dynamic and ever towards the end of that year, that song, The Blessing, was, was released that year. And we sung it last year at Christmas. And I felt like it was significant. I preached a little bit about the, the, the different aspects of the ironic blessing that's a part of that song. So, uh, but this year, I just wanted, I've just wanted to go deeper and deeper with the blessing, not only just singing the song, but learning how to embrace the blessing and transfer the blessing to, uh, to, uh, to one another. There's a little book here that I've used many years uh, with, with my own family and other kids. It's called Daily Spiritual, Spirit Blessings. And... Uh, um, 
the, most of the time we give ki- kids gifts, but if you guys go through the Narnia with your kids or whatever at the end, you get a free copy of this for each household. And the goal is for you to take it home and release blessing uh, on one another, husbands, wives, roommates, whatever, children. Uh, the goal is that blessing would be done on a more daily basis that you would release the blessing. All right, so I just want to read now the, uh, the, the story. During the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to, name, to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Rejoice, beloved young woman, for the Lord is with you and you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel assured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign uh, as the king of Israel forever and his reign will have no limit. Uh, Mary said, but how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you and almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your, your aged and Elizabeth Your aged aunt, Elizabeth, has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power. Nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary responded saying, Yes, I will be a mother for the Lord. Uh, as As his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel left her. An angel comes to Joseph. This is how the birth of Jesus took place. His mother, Mary, had promised Joseph to be his wife. But while she was a virgin, she became, a, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Her fiancé, Joseph, was a righteous man, full of integrity, and he did not want to disgrace her. But when he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break the engagement. While he was still debating with himself about what to do, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. An angel from the Lord appeared to him and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son. And you are to name him Savior. He, for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. 
This happened to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Listen, a virgin will be pregnant and will give birth to a son. And he will be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, God became one of us. When Joseph woke from his dream, he did all that the angel of the Lord instructed him to do. He took Mary to his wife as his wife, but they refrained from having sex until they gave birth to the firstborn son, whom they named Jesus. Afterward, Mary arose and hurried off to the hill country of Judea to the village where Zechariah and Elizabeth lived. Arriving at their home, Mary entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At that moment, her aunt heard Mary's voice. The baby within Elizabeth's womb jumped and kicked. And suddenly Elizabeth was filled with over, to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she prophesied with power. Mary, you are the woman given the highest favor and privilege above all others, for your child is destined to bring God great delight. How did I deserve such a remarkable honor to have the mother of my Lord come and visit me? The moment you came into the door and greeted me, my baby danced inside with joy. Great favor rests upon you, for you have believed every word spoken to you from the Lord. And Mary sang this song. My soul is ecstatic, overflowing with praise to God. My spirit bursts up with joy over my life-giving God. For He has set His tender gaze upon me, His lowly servant girl. And from here on, everyone will know that I have been favored and blessed. The Mighty One has worked a mighty miracle for me. Holy is His name. Mercy kisses all who fear Him from one generation to the next. Mighty power flows from Him to scatter all those who walk in pride. Powerful princes He tears from the throne and He lifts up the lowly to take their place. Those who hunger for Him will always be filled uh, Uh, But the smug and the self-satisfied he will send away empty because he he can never forget uh, to show his mercy. He has helped his chosen servant Israel, keeping his promise to Abraham and his descendants forever. Before, Before going home, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months. So, Blessed. Mary is chosen from before the foundation of the world to be the one that is going to have the blessing of being the doorway, the gateway to carry the child and to nurture that child once that child is born and and to cherish that child until he dies and resurrects and ascends to heaven as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So uh, it's... There's a couple of scriptures here from Luke that says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. One of the things about when God comes and visits a person with what I would call a destiny word, like he did here, what happens is not only does he reveal what God something about God, he reveals something about what he who he is and what he wants to do, 
but he also reveals something about you as you receive that word. So in this case, she was, she was blessed and lifted to a fame that's gone for ever since, since, ever since of course, the, 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 the conception and the birth. So she's the most famous mother in all of history, right? And you could say she's the mother of all, the mother of all spiritual mothers uh, uh, in the earth, and also a symbol for all of humanity that when God comes and visits you with, with His purpose and what, how He want to ma- wants to manifest through your life, you're blessed. So she's blessed among women, and she's ble- and also the fruit of her womb is blessed. Obviously, that's what this is all about: is the power of Jesus coming and becoming a man and lifting us into into the fullness of His blessing. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. This is a really important piece, and we're going to go a little deeper into this. When God visits you with a word, He never goes against your will. So every prophetic word and every uh, word of instruction where the Lord either comes through the Scripture or comes to you in a dream or a vision or a prophecy or whatever way He speaks to you, He always honors your personal will. So I guess you could say that every word from God is an invitation, and if you say yes to the invitation, then it's activated. You know how it says, if we confess, if we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with our mouths, we will be saved. So there's a dynamic where we receive the promise, in that case of salvation, but then we have to make a decision that we're going to confess with our mouth, we're going to agree, we're going to exercise our will to say, yes, I agree with heaven. I agree with the promise. And that's exactly what Mary did when she said, be it done to me according to your word, as he's responding to, to this. And she, was, she, had a, she had a little a moment there where she was troubled by this encounter. Of course, she's standing in front of Gabriel, this powerful angel so she's shocked in the first place but she's troubled by this word how in the world is this going to work i'm a virgin this is impossible what's it going to do to my life how is it going to wreck me and ruin me and mess up my marriage you know there's all these things flooding through her mind uh, as she's responding to this but the miracle on the inside of her is the yes the yes that ratifies the promise, and at that point, I believe, I don't know if exactly at that point the conception took place or it just gave permission, but the point is, there had to be agreement between heaven and earth. There had to be agreement between a a human being on the earth and God in heaven to make this convergence that from that point on, for all of history, that's always the way the kingdom works. From that point on, he and Mary became the doorway for the release of a new creation, a new humanity that could be a bridge between heaven and earth. And this was not a new concept in one sense. All the way back to the beginning of God beginning to redeem after the fall, where, where actually Eve and uh, even Adam said yes to the enemy rather than yes to God. And they conceived the fallen state of all, of, all, of all creation. 
And, and so at the point of redemption where the plan was starting to be released, to, uh, starting with Abraham saying yes to go do wh- whatever God wanted him to do and become the father of Israel, to be this redemptive nation that could be used. And then, uh, then when Moses said yes to God, and then they built a tabernacle, and the whole point of the tabernacle was a, was a, a place, a resting place where the glory of God could come to earth among men in a natural place, and, the, and, the, and there was a place, and then there was a temple, and you can continue to go through the scripture and discover that there's many points, but up to the point of Mary, there was never a person who was indwelt with the glory and the kingdom of God. There was per- people that it rested upon, but at the point of Mary saying this, this was the turning point. This was the turning point where the kingdom was not just a pawn, but the kingdom was welcome within. And she became a living tabernacle. And then Jesus, it says in John 1, that he came and tabernacled among us. So she became a tabernacle, and as, as he was birthed into a God-man, he became a tabernacle. And that was the launch of the new creation. So there's the verse that says, then when Gabriel is responding to her question about being a virgin, how in the world is this going to happen? This is a very famous verse or like word that we've heard many, many times. Nothing is impossible with God. That's the verse. But actually the Greek underneath that verse uh, uh, is this. No rhema word. And rhema means uh, a spoken word from God. That means he's literally speaking a word into her heart and it's a living word that's being given. And no rhema word from God lacks the power to perform it. Uh, When God speaks, he always releases the power and the resources to accomplish it. So this is exciting and I want to encourage every one of you as you're reflecting in the next few weeks and even this morning that you would rethink the times where God spoke to you about who you are, about what he wanted to do in your life. I want to encourage you that sometimes what we do is we'll have an encounter and God will speak to us, and, and it's an exciting moment, but sometimes we, uh, as even if we say yes at that point and say, yes, I'm excited, I want to do this, there, it, it actually is an initiation of a whole process of walking out the pregnancy, as it were. So you, you get initiated into a destiny, and then you have to walk out the story of how do I say yes to this? How do I go through my nine months? How do I go through the suffering of birthing this into the world? And then how do I raise this, de- this purpose in my life? And there's many attacks along the road where the enemy wants to derail you and steal, I guess you could say abort, the promise, and what he's spoken to you. So I just want to encourage you, this was encouraging when I learned this a couple years ago, that when God speaks, there are, I believe, the way I pictured it, there's angels ready to activate it, there's anointing from Holy Spirit, there's resources, there's people that he's going to bring into your life to help you accomplish it. If you keep walking in the word that he's given to you, it will happen. But one of the biggest things we have to do, which is exactly what Mary did, is you have to walk it out and not give up. And when the puzzling things happen, when the 
you know, in this case, you know, they had to escape. They would have been killed. All the babies were killed in, in, in that area and everything. And so that there, was a, there was a plan for the enemy to destroy this word and destroy the seed of Jesus in her womb. So we have a battle over what God speaks to us. I like this picture uh, where Elizabeth and Mary and they have this encounter and, and, and uh, you know, uh, John the Baptist gets anointed in the womb and j- leaps for joy and so she's delighting and laughing as, uh, as John. And then Mary is the first living resting place of God in the earth. The place where the glory abides for nine months. God shared the glory, His glory, with a person. And that's true for every one of us. His plan is that a measure of Christ would be birthed and manifested in every one of you. So the blessing comes for a number of reasons. She was blessed to break the curse. Uh, uh, this is a powerful image where we've got Eve wrapped around by the snake, covered with shame, and here's Mary with her foot crushing the snake's head, uh, which was the prophecy at the beginning, and then she's comforting, she's comforting Eve and bringing her out of her shame. So this is a powerful prophetic picture of what happened and what and I want to just make a comment that I believe we're at a point in history, and I think you probably have noticed this, where the Lord, I believe the, I believe we're very close to the end, of, the end of the story of the return of Christ. But I also believe that the Lord is uniquely blessing women at this time of history. I believe, I believe that, that this story is being reversed at a powerful, powerful place. And so the, the, the reason why I wanted to even preach on this today is to say that the women are going to birth a major part of the end time, a revival. And if you haven't heard, that's already happening all over the world. The fastest growing church in the world is in Iran. And high percentage of the churches multiplied out of that movement are led by women. Uh, this is also truth in Afghanistan and other places in the world. There is an anointing that's fallen on women, and we need to understand, we as men need to understand our Joseph role in response to that anointing. That they have authority because the Lord is reversing the curse that happened with Eve. He's reversing the curse that happened with, with, with Adam, who didn't stand and didn't protect his wife. But there's, there's a time now where there has, there has to be this standing up and saying, no, we're not, we're, we're not doing this. We're, we're saying yes to the word of the Lord. So Eve birthed the curse by receiving the word and identity of the enemy and surrendered to the shame. Mary birthed the blessing by receiving the word and the identity of Yahweh and was empowered to break the curse and cast the shame off of humanity. Mary became the gateway to the new creation. This time it was not ex nihilo, which is out of nothing, creating out of nothing, but ex, but ex utero, out of the womb, God is creating now. And every one of you, whether you're a man or a woman, are a womb for God. 
You are a creative place that God can visit with His Word and release His kingdom and release His glory and be a part of breaking the curse. She was blessed to be a life giver. This is the path of blessing, letting the active Word come through you to give life to others. When Gabriel came to Mary, he said, uh, Highly, behold, highly favored one, and then he gave the rest of the word. The Greek word for highly favored one basically mean at, at the root, it basically means uh, an overflowing fountain of grace. So behold, highly overflowing fountain of grace. You, this is who you are. So the identity he spoke, even before he gave her an assignment, even before she said yes, was you are made to be an overflowing uh, life giver, uh, grace giver. And that's, that's another part of the power of blessing. We get blessed so we can be life givers. Okay, as I've already referred to, uh, Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let the, it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So at that point, the transaction was complete. The agreement was there between her and heaven, her and God. And, and, and so the, that's, that's when everything starts. And I want to encourage you again. In fact, I would encourage you, as you start this new year, to review. Maybe take some time. Maybe take a couple days before New Year's. And take some time to review the words that God has spoken to you that you think are significant words in your life. And maybe do some journaling, listening to God, praying over them, and just saying, so where am I at with my yes? Am I still walking in yes? What, where, where have I been attacked? Where, is it, where have I been disappointed? Uh, maybe I need to forgive people that didn't understand the word I was carrying. Maybe I, maybe I need to reconcile with resources that I've, broke, I've pulled away from. Maybe I've gotten so discouraged by different difficulties in my life that I, I just kind of given up. It's not going to happen. Maybe I've waited so many years for these words to come true and they still haven't come true. But I want to encourage you with this message today that if you don't give up, even if you've stumbled and, and, and stepped back, full back from it, the Lord is always ready to restore and complete what He began in you. God is able to keep that which He's begun in you and to fulfill it. And so we're after that for all of the earth because the God is, God's goal that He makes clear in Scripture is the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. But what, that always, like in the past when I thought about that Scripture, I thought, well, Jesus is going to come back and all of a sudden the glory is going to fall from heaven. No, that's not how it works. The way He makes the glory fill the earth is through people. Just like He did through Mary, He does it through people. So every one of you are a, a, a doorway, a gateway for the glory to come through. And whatever sphere that God's called you to release that glory, if you hold on and contend and keep walking, and when you fall, you get back up and say, no, I'm holding on to this promise. I'm going to continue to do what He told me to do. I'm going to do the next step. 
then the glory will break through in your life. And, and, and that's true for you individually. That's true for your families. That's true for your, for your relationships. That's true for churches. That's true for your ministries, your businesses, every one of these things that you contend for. I, I just I have a friend who a few years ago was really struggling. He worked in construction business many, many years. And, uh, and, and he'd always worked for other people, but he had a dream inside that, that uh, he thought might be from God. And that was to start his own, his, his own business. And, uh, and at one point, I, we sat down together and listened to God, and God spoke to him and confirmed, yes, I want you to do this. So he stepped into it. It's been, there's been many challenges in the last few years, but things are breaking through more and more with that business, and it's so fun to encourage him. So that's just an example that when God speaks to you, you have to, you say yes, but then you have to go through the challenge. So like I've just been saying, amen, saying yes, let it be done to me according to your word. Saying yes is always the beginning of every act of creation. Those who create Hear the word of God and let it become flesh through them. Every word or every act of the kingdom of kingdom creation is an act of incarnation. My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. So that this this was spoken by Jesus when Mary and his brothers were waiting outside when he's doing all this ministry, and they want to they they want special attention. They want to get in there. And, he's, and they're saying, hey, your mothers and sisters and brothers are outside. Uh, and he says, oh, no, no, no. My, my mothers, sisters, and brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it, which is actually what Mary did in the first place. Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. But he said, blessed, are, are, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So she bears... Jesus. Every creative act is an act of giving birth. Sometimes you feel like you're, you're barren with no life in you. How does God create out of those barren places? God gives the dry places by, gives to the dry places by speaking a word. So if you've been in dry places and you don't feel like you've had a word, you are a perfect candidate to receiving a word today. Um, because he comes to the dry places, he comes to the poor places, the broken places, and he gives the word. So Joseph and Mar the Joseph and Mary task I mentioned at the beginning, and we're just going to conclude with that today. Um, I had a, a, an interesting experience a couple of weeks ago. We teach Ksom. Uh, some friends that years ago went through Ksom and... Uh, uh, Richard and Kim Gianovich, are you here somewhere in the room? There you go. Why don't you come back, walk up here as I'm t saying this. So Richard and Kim, we were just talking at the end of Kesom, and, and they were telling a story of, of how God had visited Kim in a unique way. And, uh, so, and it just, I just felt as I'm standing there, and this is kind of before I even decided what I was going to preach on, but I felt like this, it was an indication Standing there, I felt like there was anointing resting on these two guys, and I wanted them to come up and share brief, very briefly, and then release that anointing. And the anointing is what I've been talking about, the Joseph and Mary anointing. So in Kim, Kim's story, and I'll steal her thunder a minute here, and I'll just say, come on over. But in Kim's story, uh, she, was a, she was a single mom for a number of years, went through some really hard times, and uh, 
but came in, you know, came deeper and deeper into God in the whole process and cherished her children, was faithful in those seasons. And, uh, and the Lord has been unfolding a really rich thing out of her life. As, and, and this guy is just amazing in standing with her beside her. And, um, and so I just want them to take a minute and share. And then at the end of their sharing time, what we're going to do is we're going to have uh, them release the blessing. So what we're going to do is going to have all the women stand and have Kim share, just pour out the anointing on the women that she's been walking in. And then all the men stand and Richard will do the same. And uh, we're just going to kind of initiate our blessing time. And just so you kind of know what's coming, uh, as they conclude, or actually as they're starting to do this, we're going to play the the Magnificat, which is what Mary sang prophetically. I already read it in a different version. But we're going to play it from John Michael Talbot, if you, some of you old people know about him. Uh, and, uh, and, and our friend Kim, Kim, or, uh, Kit Del Sesto is going to come and just dance as we're releasing the blessing here for a minute. So what we'll end up doing is when the women, when she shares their blessing over the women, I'll have, we'll have you all stand. And then, then the men will stand. So we'll all be standing. Kit's going to be dancing. And then the kids are going to come in right at the end of that time. And they're going to give a gift to you all. Then they're going to come up and we're going to bless the kids and the kids are going to bless you. And then we're going to launch this, this whole thing t- uh, today. So why don't you guys go ahead and share and then uh, we're going to do it. Well, the story, there's a few different ones, but the, where it all began is what I felt like the Lord wanted me to share today about, gosh, it's been a long time because my kids were little. Many years ago, I had an experience In the middle of the night, I was having a dream, and I heard in my dream, are you willing? A man's voice say, are you willing? And then I went about my dream and was busy in my dream, and I heard it again, and I heard it again, and it got louder and louder and louder until it was so loud, it woke me up, and it was just this booming voice, are you willing? My body shook, and I was convinced the entire block heard it because it was so loud. I just thought, oh, my gosh, what is happening? But I knew it was God, and I looked around my house. Everyone was still sleeping except my youngest son, Brandon, and he was a baby at the time. He's now 20. But I went into his room, and I got him back to sleep, and I just went on my face before the Lord, and I just said, willing to do what? (laughs) Because when we have those experiences with the Lord, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I want more information. I'm like, what does this mean? And, you know, felt a shaking going on. I felt like I felt afraid. And I just was on my face before the Lord all night. And I kept saying to what Lord to do what to do what? I didn't hear another word that night. But as the sun was coming up, I just said yes. And I said, whatever you're asking me, whatever you want to do, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. You're good. You're going to do good things for my family. You're going to do good things for us. So he wants to give us promises for our own hearts. But he also, like Kent says, wants us to to partner with him. He wants to partner with us to bring heaven to earth, to bring his will and his 
plans to fruition on the earth. And that's what it felt like in that moment. It wasn't about me. It was about what he wanted to happen. He was asking me, are you willing to partner with me to bring what I want to bring on the earth? And I really believe that's what he's saying to everyone this morning. The Lord is releasing that word today and asking you that question. Are you willing? Are we willing? Because all he wants, all he wants is our yes. We don't have to figure it out. We actually don't do anything other than carry the promise and listen to his voice and be obedient to what he's doing. So I feel like today he wants to release promises. So he wants us to position ourselves to receive that. He also wants to give us grace to carry the promise and strength to steward the promise. And I feel like there's people in this room who are in every part of that process. Some who are saying, yes, Lord, use me, deposit that in me. And people who have received the promise and have been carrying that for a long time and are weary and tired and wondering, did you really say that? Is this really true? Am I really carrying this? And he's saying, yes, you can do it. And he wants to give you strength today to do that. And for those who are watching those things being burst right now, which there's many things that are being burst on the earth right now that people Amen. have been caring for a really long time. Yes. It's happening everywhere, everywhere. We can see it happening everywhere. And so for those of you who are carrying something and you're watching that thing be birthed, he's going to give you the strength and the courage today to steward that and to carry it and to tend to that baby until it grows to fruition. So, so women, why don't you stand? I feel like the Lord wants to release a blessing for those things, and you just receive what he has for you for whatever part of the process you're in. So, Father, we just thank you that you're so good. You're all-powerful, almighty, able to do all things. And it's your power that causes these things to happen, Father. So I thank you that you're releasing the blessing of power and grace to receive the promise, to carry the promise, and to steward the promise. And we release that, Father. I release that to all these women today, and I just thank you that you're faithful. You're faithful to accomplish what you've set out to do, Lord. You're, you're faithful, and I thank you that your spirit's resting on every one of these women today, and they're receiving what you have for them today, Father. Yes. Thank you, Lord. You're so faithful. You're so good. And we thank you in advance. We thank you in advance that we're going to watch this. We're going to see this. We're going to watch this all come to pass in accordance with your will and your plan. In Jesus' name. Men, stand up. Men, stand up. Hey, women, keep standing. Keep standing, women. But men, stand up. Men, stand up now. That's the word of the Lord. Men, stand up now. Look around. Look around this room and see all the women that are in the church. See all the women that are standing. See what the Lord is doing in the women at this time. And stand up and say yes. Yes. Just say yes. See what God's doing and say yes and help to break that curse. See what God's doing in these women and say yes. And bless what God is doing in the women. And don't worry about what it looks like for you. Don't worry about what you get out of it. Just see what God's doing 
say yes, nurture and protect that thing. Amen. So we bless right Amen. now yeah. the women to carry what yeah. God has put in them for this end time. Just like Kent said, we bless the women as men. We bless. We see what God is doing. We say yes to it and we bless it. And I bless the men. If you're to standing actually, next to a woman, go ahead and yes, just bless them, touch put them your, and release that blessing. Release that blessing to, to see. Say, I see you. Men, we say to our women, I see you. I see what God's doing in your life. I see the promises and the purposes of God in you. I say yes to what God's doing. I bless it in Jesus' name. I, I, I commit to nurture, to protect, to cover what God's doing in the women at this time. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, stay standing, Whoa. and we're just going to worship Whoa. here for a minute as, a, as, our, our, uh, as the song is sung and Kit, Kit dances. Thank you, guys. It's awesome.